Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back, everybody, to our in-season podcast from the podium, where we feature all of the daily press conferences from before and after practice rolled into one podcast. I'm Jason Gibbs, live from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Day three of practice is in the books, and on today's show, we'll hear from head coach Kevin Stefanski, linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, tight end David Njoku, and owners Jimmy and D. Haslam. First up, the head coach of your Cleveland Browns, Kevin Stefanski, addressing the media before day three of training camp earlier this morning from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Okay, fire away. Any uh, long-term concern for Amari? Any update on where he's at? No real update. Uh, definitely no long-term concern. It, it should be, uh, you know, I hesitate to say it'll be a few days because he, he's feeling good. I don't know. You don't expect him to long? Do you expect no. him on the field today? Uh, he might, uh, but we'll see. We'll see what he can do. Back um, also, was still showing some symptoms. We're going to try and see if he can practice, but he's, he's still sick. Everybody else not going to be there? Yes. No, anybody else, not everybody be else is going to be there? I'll be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What's the new uh, addition today as you ramp up a little bit more? Yeah, we'll start uh, adding some situations. We'll, we'll go against each other a little bit uh, at a slower pace until we you know, have, have pads on. But a lot of this is just getting the, the getting the tolerance uh, from your, a muscle standpoint and getting ready for a, a 17 plus season, 17 uh, plus game season, just making sure that we're ramping uh, appropriately from a physical it's standpoint. Thursday the first pass? Uh, I think we're Friday, Saturday in pass. What are you looking for from JLK this year? Yeah, you know, I think he's uh, health. You know, want, want him to be healthy and, and, and strong, and I think he's come back in really, really good shape. He looks strong. Uh, so I, I think being able to stay on the field, which is so important, as everybody knows, availability is key. Uh, and he's been a little uh, unlucky in, in that uh, realm. So really taking care of his body. Uh, he, he's, he's, you know, I know he's got a new number, but it's, it's a little bit of a, uh, that mindset change, too, of making sure that he's doing everything uh, in his power to help this team in any way he can. Over the years, uh, you know, we've asked you pretty much every year about like David Njoku's growth year yeah. by year. I guess my question this year is, is what's the next level for his game? Yeah, I, well, I think I would hope there's a next level for everybody's game. Uh, with David in particular, I, I think he's taken great strides in his uh, run blocking, uh, pass blocking. He, he's really, I mean, he's up there with the best of them in that world. We know what he is as a pass receiver just from a physical standpoint, the way he can run and catch. Uh, so I think it's just a... a really a growth at every single area of, of offensive football. Uh, he's certainly up for it. Uh, it's another thing of staying healthy, and, and he's, as you know, a warrior. He plays through a lot of injuries, so uh, staying healthy and, and continuing to grow really in every area. Kevin, you had Dalvin Tomlinson. What have you learned about him on and off the field since he's been around? Yeah, uh, he's a pro. Uh, really fits in well with our guys. A very, very conscientious uh, person, uh, very intelligent likes to work so you, you, you watch him in his individual drills and out here in practice he, he really he doesn't shy away from the work at all so I just think he fits right into to who we are. How important do you think that veteran presence is at that spot? Yeah you know I think veteran presence is important really at every spot if, if you can get it uh, d defensively uh, up front have some younger guys have some older guys certainly uh, in that group but ha having a guy that's been through some battles uh, so to speak I think it's great. Kevin, when you look at Grant and you think back to losing that entire rookie season, how much, you know, looking back on it now, do you feel like maybe that it kind of set him back and, you know, he's maybe still trying to catch up? Yeah. Honestly, I think we're so far past that. He's so far past that first uh, season and, 
and that injury, uh, he continues to make great strides. I think he's a really good football player. I know Jim and the defensive staff are excited about uh, what Grant can do in our defense. Um, but I think he's doing everything uh, exactly how we're asking him to do it. Uh, you know, he's an older player now as, as he graduates into this season where he, he can provide leadership as well. Can I Anthony Walker, Taki Taki, and Jakeem Grant responding? Are they on a pathway to being pads Friday? Yeah, I, I think each guy, I'll update you as we get closer to that, uh, Tony, but I think each guy's come along really well. Uh, and, and they're at different stages of and, and returning from totally different injuries, but uh, all those guys are, are just watching yesterday, watching move around. I think they're progressing nicely. Kevin, we have the Haslam's uh, later this afternoon. What have they articulated to you about what the expectations are for this season and you know their support of you or whatever case? Yeah, Dan, Jimmy, uh, and the whole uh, family have been so supportive of me, of, of our coaching staff, of our group, really from day one. And you know, as a testament, is us being down here together. Uh, so they're super supportive. Uh, very uh, involved down here, which is great because we're all staying under one roof, so we can attend meetings and get involved and out here at practice. So they've been great as far as expectations go and those type of things. Mary Kay, we really just focus on what's in front of us, and, and really that's uh, today. Kevin, is the, way, is the way Jim is going to use the linebackers vastly different from what we've seen in the last couple of years here? I wouldn't say vastly different. I think there are some some obvious uh, technique uh, changes. Um, but it's still, in essence, a four-down front, one-gap uh, defense. There will, will play certain run types and pass types differently, as you can imagine. Um, and then it's just a matter of, in-game, in uh, what matchups Jim wants to go to, how much nipple he wants to play, how much dime he wants to play, obviously how much base you're going to play based on what the other team is doing. Uh, that will be really matchup and game plan oriented. What, whatever um, ownership's expectations are for this season, how are you dealing with prospect of meeting. Feeling, uh, feeling any different this year? No. You know, we, we know uh, there's 32 clubs, and I think 32 clubs have the same goal every single year. That doesn't change. Uh, but for us, it's, it's really easy in terms of what we do is just keep the blinders on and focus on what's in front of us. Kevin, Nick talked yesterday about jumping on a Zoom with some other running backs from the league about their market value. What went through your mind when you heard that in I mean, have you seen anything like that in your career, players across the league having conversations in that regard? I, don't th I can't recall a, a similar example. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit yesterday about Nick, and, and I understand what's going on, and, and I understand how he feels and, and certainly how uh, the running backs feel in this regard. But um, all, we, all I can do and, and we can do is continue to support Nick, and, and he's a huge part of what we do. He's a huge part of who we are. Kevin, when we talked to Deshaun yesterday, he mentioned that uh, he had his opportunity to do the 4-H exercise in front of the team. And I, I guess just what do you think that that can, uh, what effect that can have, his story on the locker room considering everything that he went through in the last year and the expectation that he has to leave this football team? Yeah, you know, I, I look at it really for all of our players uh, that have an opportunity to do that is, is really uh, just letting your teammates know you from a different angle. We don't often sit down and, and, and okay, wh where are you from? What do you do? Wh what are you about? Who are the people that have made a, a meaningful impact in your life? So it's just an opportunity for our guys to, to slow down and do that. And Deshaun, as a leader of the football team, I think it, it's important for everybody to know uh, kind of where he is and what's on his mind. So this is the second year you don't have a second kicker. You can't. What are the benefits to Kate York being unchallenged? Well, I think with a Cade and, and and he is going into his second year, he's going to get every rep, every rep, uh, and, and that's so important for young players. Um, you know, he he competes against himself every day. I, I know you could say that he's not being challenged, but I think all of us, if we're doing our job correctly, are competing uh, every day. When we talked to Jason Tarver about JOK, he seems to mention how good his instincts are, but sometimes he has to kind of rein him in because he reacts too quickly. Do you notice him? Do you see him getting better at doing it? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of joke. Yeah, that's that's who he is as a player. Each one of our players, uh, you know, has a plays the position a little bit differently, and, and he certainly uh, can be aggressive at times. And you see that from many linebackers over the years uh, that go and hit the back door of a run play and make the play. And then, as you know, if you don't make that play, you're really 
there's a chance that you can get hurt in that run, in that run play, for instance. So it's just a matter of managing when you can take those chances. But we want JOK to be aggressive, as you know, uh, when he's played really, really well. He's flying across the field, playing 53 and a third yards uh, of defense. You feel like you happy where he is, bulk wise? You know, compared yeah. to previous. He, he came back right where we wanted him to, so he, he did a good job. Kevin, do you articulate to the players what your season goals are? I know every team goes into the season hoping to win the Super Bowl. Do you guys talk Super Bowl starting now, or what do you tell them about what the expectations are? Yeah, I mean, we do talk a lot, Mary Kay, but we talk a lot internally, and, and we think externally. Uh, we, we just make sure that uh, everyone knows that we're, we're here to focus on our job, but it, it's, it's something that I promise you all 32 clubs sit in a meeting uh, as training camp starts and talk, they talk about winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, what, that's what you do. It's, it's the prize of our uh, profession. Uh, but we roll back and really talk about what can we do to get there, and that's where we, uh, that's where we really focus on the work at hand. Kevin, how much do these early days of training camp have value in terms of maybe mixing things up, getting guys in different positions and trying things out? Is that something that you value now, or is that something that comes later on? It probably comes a little bit later on. I think early in training camp, you're in your installation schedule, so you're going back to the beginning and making sure that offense, defense, special teams, you're installing your schemes. That usually takes about 10 days. Once you're through that, uh, then you may start, okay, remember, guys, we installed this play. Let's try it this way. Let's use a different uh, route combination over here. Let's put this player uh, at a different position uh, this time. So, but. Before you get there, I think you just got to get through your installation schedule. When you get there, I mean, is that something that the guys are excited about once they get that and you can start trying new things? Well, it is, and it prepares them for the season because that's what you do when you get to week one. Oftentimes, you're taking that first or second or third install, and you're saying, okay, we're going to run those plays, but here's the wrinkle off of it. Uh, defensively, we're going to run this pressure, but we're going to use these players to do it uh, now. Kevin, how much, you know, Cedric, how much more is he getting, you know, in terms of reps with Marquis out, and where where have you seen a growth from him from from May to now? Well, it's early in terms of reps. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, with Marquis out, that opens up reps for a, a bunch of different players. Uh, but Cedric's done a nice job going back through the spring. Uh, he's very diligent, uh, works hard at it, spends a lot of time uh, at his craft. He's up very very early, uh, gets extra work with Dorian. I know. Because uh, he wants to get it right, so he's he's a young man that's that's doing it the right way, and it's just going to be a matter of, of banking as many reps as possible. What have you thought of Dorian uh, just so far? Just seeing him. he's done a nice job. You know, he's he's in a really good room to learn mm -hmm. uh, with with Deshaun, with with Josh, with Kellen. Those are some those are consummate pros that that really grind on the tape, on the meeting, uh, in the meeting room, uh, really. That he has great examples of how to be a pro in this league. So he's fitting in just fine. Again, he'll get a ton of reps. We talked about the preseason. You know, your young players are going to get a ton of reps, so he'll, he'll be able to bank a ton of reps as we get going. What have you seen from Elijah so far, just from OTA's minicamp through now, uh, that has you excited about him? And, and well, I, I think he's a very – he takes – speaking of taking your craft seriously, I mean, he practices hard. Uh, his – his uh, his practice tempo, uh, how he is in walkthroughs, I mean, he, he takes it very seriously, uh, which is great. It, it's fun to be around a guy that, that really works at it. Uh, and then he's taken the bit on everything we've, we've asked him to do, uh, trying to make sure we move him around the formation, trying to use things that we know he's done well in his past, and also challenge him with some new things. But uh, a very, very uh, locked-in player. Can we talked about the playbook and stuff like that. With Elijah, is it a stretch to say that you can expand the playbook because of his skill set that you just didn't maybe not have before? Yeah, I think there's, you know, we love versatility, and that versatility in players in of itself expands your playbook uh, as, as you have players that can do more of, of every job. And uh, to have a player that can play outside and inside, uh, I think is really valuable. And, one position players in this league are, are, are probably not as common as, as they have been. I think you're, you're always looking for players that, that can do more. Kevin, I think Njoku came in. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Njoku came to the league. I, I think he was like 20, something mm -hmm. like that. What have What have you seen? Like, I think it's his fifth year over that time. Oh my God, with David? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable growth from a personal level. Mm -hmm. and, and like you mentioned, Terry, I mean, he was. A, I was not here when he when he was drafted, but a very very young man and. 
and just my relationship with him <laughs> over the years has been uh, has been awesome. Um, he, he's grown up a lot. He's matured. How did the show? Uh, you, you know, I think I would let him speak to it, but you'd see, see a player that, whether on the practice field, in the meeting rooms, in game, uh, what we ask him to do, uh, he's become a very selfless player. Uh, and his leadership's the thing that has been so impressive to me. Uh, again, when I, you know, past is the past, but uh, this was somebody that uh, I think 2020 to where he's come from now, I'm just really proud of him. And it's nothing that I've done, it's just what he's done uh, to grow as a person. So a couple more. Taki Taki had his ACL surgery in December. He used to be a 12 month, right. and then it became 10 months. Right. Is it now considered eight months? Or yeah, it's, it's certainly accelerated from the old, it took a year, it took me two years. Um, but he's <laughs> he uh, he's coming along. He, he has worked so hard. Uh, he, I, I mentioned the other day, and I, I'm not kidding, he's lived in the facility. So when that when he gets the final go and, and he's going, uh, when exactly that is, uh, I, I can't tell you, but um, it's certainly, uh, it, it's a testament to the work that he's put in, that, that he's put himself in this position. Have the medical people said anything like, this is unusually fast? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think he's he's doing everything. I mean, we're not playing a game tomorrow, but I think he's doing everything to, to set himself up to be ready uh, week one. Up next on From the Podium, it's linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa talking about how important rehabbing his injury has been and a lot more here, especially his new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. How do you think um, how's the foot feel and, and you know, talk about just the process of getting back out there and, and running around? Yeah, foot feels fine, feels good. Um, spent a lot of time in the offseason eating the right things, uh, doing the right things, whether it's stretching, yoga, taking the right supplements to be able to um, ensure uh, the foot's health. So it's going well. Did you ever consider under Go Yeah, I mean, um, surgery was op- obviously presented as an option. Um, I wanted to uh, more so tap into the uh, natural way to kind of heal my foot. Um, and I had to stop personally. It was a personal decision. It wasn't like um, I saw anything better on this side or you know, not better on that side. It was more so just a personal preference. Okay, okay. when uh, Coach was asked about you today, uh, he was asked what would make a great year for Jeremiah. First thing he said was stay healthy. Absolutely. Are you as conscious of that as he obviously was? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're obviously conscious of it. Of course, when you get on the field, you're not thinking, right. oh, you know, let me not do this uh, so that I won't, you know, get an injury or something like that. You just go out there, you have fun, and you play. Um, I agree 100% with Coach. Um, the best ability is availability. So if we can have a healthy year, you know, that's a successful year. Kevin said you came in at the weight that they were hoping you would. How do you feel about uh, your weight going into the season? Yeah, weight feels fine, um, you know. So I gained a little bit more mass. Um, to be able, I still feel fast, still feel quick. I uh, still like I still feel like I could do the same things that I, um, you know, am used to doing the quickness and the agility. So uh, feels fine. Typically, when players are coming off, has it been difficult to kind of find that way and figure out like what the ideal number is for you? Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I'm always in between, you know, 216 and 225, so I'm always in that range. Um, it's just about keeping that consistently uh, throughout the season and making sure that you know, I'm eating the right things, uh, staying. You know, with, with my diet, it's a little bit different. You know, I can't take you know, three days off, two days off uh, with not eating the right things, right? So I have to be a little bit more conscientious of exactly what I'm putting in my body and the things I'm taking. Is, is that where you were last year? Or yeah, were yeah. Were you happy with what, where your weight was last year? Yeah, I mean, uh, not necessarily. I mean, I, I was in the space where I could still play fast, uh, but and I could still, you know, be powerful. Um, I told A-Walk the other day, he was, uh, you know, it was joking on me on the weight situation. I'm like, well, you, if you find 10 plays through my years that I've been here where somebody's bullying me, then let me know. So <laughs> joking with him like that. But, um, you know, it's more so of durability. Um, like uh, Coach Stefanski said, it's about health. So that's what I'm gaining weight for. And I'm, so that's why I want to get more mass to be able to be more durable, take more shots, and to give more shots. So. Jeremiah, when, when players are coming off injury, unfortunately, that off season where you would be investing time in expanding your game or improving your game, spent rehabbing so I guess my question is how do you um, how have you balanced the, the rehab aspect while at the same time maybe trying to find ways to make yourself a better player yeah I mean I, I don't think necessarily it's about um, you know training a particular way versus another um, even with you know injured guys I mean you look at some of the best players they might not 
necessarily look like you're working as hard as some of the other players. Uh, it's really about finding the tempo for you. It's about finding where exactly to train, uh, who to train with, what are the good people that you need uh, to invest in your body. Uh, so, you know, you do a lot of things to stay conditioning. Uh, you say, do a lot of things to stay healthy um, and to get back healthy. It's really about strength and uh, really the connective tissues versus maybe like a bone or like a muscle. So, yeah. This new, uh, this new defense, we kind of know there are things going to be different up front. Things in the back are going to be different. What about in the middle where you are? What's different? Uh, not necessarily anything that's different. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say different at all. I, I think it's more so of, uh, just a mindset and to evolve. And I don't think anything shifts from one to another uh, with the linebacker mindset. It's always run, shed, tackle the guy with the ball, uh, to be simple. Um, Coach Schwartz emphasizes the attack defense. And that's what we're looking to go into, you know. Um, not, nothing different in reference to, you know, um, you know, a certain body type or another body type or a uh, different mindset. I mean, Coach Starb is still our coach. Uh, we have a similar mindset. What do you make of the fact that uh, it's the one position group they didn't add really anybody except one one player? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, there's nothing different, right? We want to stay consistent with the room. Um, as coaches uh, may, may tell you, you know, nothing has really shifted in our room. Um, it's more so of just being consistent and really leveling up. You know, we, we want to be the best linebacker group um, in, the, in the country, right? Um, and in the world, I know we, you know, we win the Super Bowl, we say the champions of the world, right? So, uh, really in the world. So, we want to make sure that we stay consistent and grow from what we were last year. Do you feel better being back in the old college number? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, definitely. Is that always the plan? Did you always want to get back in six? Um, it was semi the plan. You know, I was like, you know, Baker going to be here forever. You know, <laughs> you know, you look around, you know, you see nothing but Baker jerseys. So, uh, even last year, I'm like, oh, I don't want to get it yet, you know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, I talked to Baker about it, and, you know, so it, it's cool. You did? What did Baker say when you well, I, I was talking to him about it last year, um, and I was like, yeah, hey, you know, I might think about getting this number. He's like, ah, you might want to wait a year, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. You're excited about how you could be used in this defense with attacking and, and playing to your strengths? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, any player that has a certain skill set um, yearns for a coach like Coach Schwartz uh, to be able to tap into his full potential, um, to put him in the right places, to... Uh, send him when it's time to send, to pull him back when it's time to pull him back. And uh, Coach Schwartz really understands not only my skill set, but also the other players and the personnel, um, not only of our team, but also of the other teams and when to put us um, different places at certain times. So it's good. There some I mean, my eyes is green right now. How much Eagles film I don't watch. Uh, but yes, of course. Yeah, that's part of it. Who have been watching and who do you see that sort of Nigel, uh, the guy from the, from the Eagles, uh, very good linebacker, very elusive, um, able to hop one place from another, get the A to C, uh, you know, very strong. Um, it's, he's really able to see the field in certain ways and expose the ball. Uh, he really embodies that um, attack mindset uh, when you go watch that Eagles film from one source to When you talk about building up that durability, Jeremiah, when we talked to Coach Carver right at the end of the minute, he said that was one of the two things he told you that was his kind of going away message. You need to come back stronger, and then I think with a better understanding of the system. Yeah. Is that something that you guys are on the same page about? Yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't just uh, to me. It was more so for the entire linebacker group. Uh, my mindset is always, you know, coach is not going to say, you know, come back weaker, or come back slower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course, the coach emphasizes, you know, coming back stronger, faster. Uh, we're linebackers. This is what we do. We get downhill. Uh, we don't hesitate, right? These are some of the things that's been emphasized lately. Um, the tenacity in which we play. Uh, coach Schwartz always talks about us being a nerve center. Y'all probably heard that once or twice. Uh, so, yeah, that's really what we're focused on is, is to be that holistic uh, group and to not allow you know, ourselves to succumb to any uh, weaknesses. Jeremiah, knowing you, you probably turned the engine into a positive. How, how did you do that? Well, I mean, uh, again, I mean, if you, you know, see it as a challenge um, instead of a, a negative, um, then you can get something out of the challenge. The challenge is always supposed to get people better. So uh, when, you know, of course, adversity comes, you, you take it, you look at it, and you say, you know, how can I from this, how can I let the situation make me a better person? Um, and that's exactly you know, the mindset that you have. And frankly, if you do the, you know, the look on the studies, you'll see that um, that mindset versus somebody that said, oh, this is a negative thing, you heal faster with a certain mindset towards injuries. Jeremiah, kind of talking about that 4-H's exercise and some of your teammates as well, about getting to know each other as people. Uh, what has that exercise been like that? What, have you done that before? And I guess just take us through the impact. Yeah, so I haven't done it yet, but I mean, we've... Uh, Every year we've done it, so different guys have gone, talked about the history, talk about the heroes, you know, talk about just different things that has uh, impacted them and who we're looking at. Um, everybody has a story, everybody has a history, 
um, and as well, everybody has you know, hopes of a better future or of a you know, consistent future, right? So uh, that's been a, a very productive exercise, and I think you know that's one of the ways that this team chemistry is going to excel. Do you enter year three here? How do you look back at your first year? Yeah, uh, a bit more, a bit more free. Um, you know, I'm breathing, I'm breathing now, right? Uh, we have a scheme that um, really allows us to be who we are. Right, uh, coaching staff that's very solid. We put the pieces in place. Uh, you know, looking for a very, very strong year. So just, just, just free. Um, you know, I could breathe. My brothers can breathe. We could kind of go out there and really um, go out there and attack and do what we do. So I think that's going to be huge. Uh, you'll see it in the mindset. You'll see it in the way that we play. Um, it's going to be very uh, no nonsense, no patty cake. Uh, and, you'll, and you'll see that. So. Do you think really more? Do you think like when you go back the first two years, like you had glimpses of? what you can show, and then this year it's all come together and it's more consistent or more, um, you know, more of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, last year wasn't the best year for me specifically, um, but again, everything, nothing really changes. Everything really just evolves. So it's about which way am I going to go? Am I going to decrease or am I going to incline? Uh, so that is what we're focused on. We're focused on the incline. We're focused on doing the same things in reference to the mindset, um, elevating that um, in the way that we can and going right within what coach wants us to go. So. When you say be free, free of mind, is that what you mean? Well, not free of mind necessarily. I mean, again, we're going back to the holistic aspect, right? Free your body, getting back stronger, get, you know, no injuries, right? We're talking about the, the aspect of football uh, that many people don't get to really experience without out going on the field and being free and, and, and not thinking too much, not uh, worried about the body, not worried about a certain scheme, right? So there's a holistic aspect to it. What's the last one for Jeremiah, did you reach out to some, some guys that played for him? And, and what was sort of the feedback you got from if, if you did? Yeah, no, I didn't reach out to necessarily anyone. Um, I had certain coaches talk to me, uh, whether it was from you know, the Notre Dame staff or whether it was from uh, some of my high school coaches that were like, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm an Eagles fan, I've been watching this guy, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so those just, you know, the feedback that I got was the same that uh, everybody hears. You know, he's a no-nonsense guy. He's able to uh, tap into the true potential of, of players and uh, he's able to lead. You know, every uh, warrior that when they go to war, they have to be, you know, gassed up, motivated in some type of way. Um, nobody's just going to war willingly and saying, oh, let me just you know, go out there and risk my life. <laughs> so um, Jim Schwartz, he does a great job of that, and we're happy we got him. Thanks, Jeremy. Yes, sir. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Up next on From the Podium, live from the Greenbrier here in West Virginia, it's tight end David Njoku coming off a big, big year. A lot of expectations in 2023. He addresses those and more. Have a listen. Um, does it look like it? Or? Yes, it does. Really? Well, thank you. Um, maybe a little bit. I'm not really sure. I just really just focus on, you know, I have. I think I have uh, different like phases from like, January, February till the beginning of camp, and this year was pretty good. So, what are your expectations heading into the season, given that it's a full first full year with Deshaun? I'm excited, bro. Honestly, I'm so excited. Um, I think we all have high expectations for the whole team. You know what I mean? But we just focus on one day at a time. You know, we try try to stay present, leveled. We stay from there. Is the offense gonna look a lot different? We know that yet. I guess you'll find out, right? <laughs> well, I mean, are we gonna find out soon, or is it gonna be? <laughs> we'll see. I mean, maybe we'll show you like a little tease in camp. You never know. It's up to the head man, Kevin Stefanski. You got that on the camera? <laughs> what was you know? We talk so much about building chemistry yeah. with the receivers and Deshaun. So all the different things you guys did during the off season, mm -hmm. do you feel like you were take, able to take those steps? Absolutely, absolutely. I think just. Just us just being together is a positive. How much more talking football together, like picking each other's minds, you know, knowing what we're, we're thinking so we can, you know, that that chemistry will, will rise. I think that helped a lot. David, we were talking to Coach before practice, and you came up 
and his eyes kind of lit up. Like he couldn't wait to talk about kind of where you're at and you're fitting this thing. Anything different like from one year to the next? Sorry, say that one more time. You were talking to coach. We were talking to coach okay. before practice. And you, you said my up. name, and, and his eyes he lit up. He kind of lit up. He couldn't wait to talk about it. I mean, I'm, I might be in trouble, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find out in about a half hour. <laughs> That's all it is. No, um, different going into this. I mean, no, I just you know, uh, I mean, every off season, you know, you, you you have a chip on your shoulder to to be a, a better athlete or a better player than than you were previously. And um, I feel like this year, not not just myself, but a bunch of the guys, especially on offense, I don't I don't really know much more about defense, but we uh, really took it upon ourselves to. You know, figure it out. You know, and uh, have we figured it all out yet? No. Uh, every day we're trying to we're trying to get better and better, but we're working hard. So we're just going to continue to work hard, and you know, God willing, good things will happen. Not speaking for Kevin, but I think you've seen another level for you. Do you feel like you're going? Do I feel like I have another level? Yes, I do. God willing, we find out this year, huh? I stay healthy. <laughs> like, damn, you know. So we'll see. You know. He's been working hard every day for, for good things. He did rave about the. He thinks you've matured a lot since he got here in 2020. Matured? I hope so. I hope so. Let's just say yes. I think I have it too. Has that been a, like a point of emphasis for you? Something you've paid attention to? Is, uh, <laughs> like, hey, I need, to get, I need to grow up a little bit. And like, did you ever think that? I'm going to be honest. Um, when I'm 50, 60, 70, I think I'm going to act the same way. You know, I just, uh, one of my mentors told me something and it hit hard because he's in his 60s, you know, knocking on 70. He said, never, never forget that kid you once was, you know, never change that. You know what I mean? I feel like as kids, and this is off topic, but as kids, uh, you know, we, we see ad, ad, adults and we think, okay, they, well, they got to figure it out, number one. They, they're different than us. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we'd be grow up, we'd maybe have some gray hairs, but we're still, still the same kid that we once was, so. Try to keep it fun, you know. Sure. Stop saying sure like that. Like you gotta agree with me. Yes. <laughs> sure means yes. Um, what do you think Elijah Moore? Oh my God, the boy is explosive. He excites me, man. He really does. Like his his route running, his uh, ball abilities. Like he's just he's elite. You know what I mean? I don't want to toot his horn too much, you know, because there's always room for room for all of us. But that's one player that definitely excited me the most. This. Uh, it's awesome. Okay? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Finally on today's From the Podium episode, it's Brown's owners, Jimmy and Dee Haslam, addressing the media. It's their annual State of the Team address. Have a listen. Personal development. Um, I think he's. I think he has learned a lot about himself um, and what he can and can't do. Um, I think he's learned who you can trust and who you can't trust. Um, I think Deshaun has always always been humble. I think he's even more humble. And I'll be honest. I think the time away from football, the time away from teammates, etc. He now values that more than he ever has. Not that he didn't before. And. You can see Deshaun, who's always been a leader, and last year was in an awkward scenario. You know, was he going to be here? Was he not going to be here? Jacoby was a pretty good leader in his own right, and it was, he was kind of in never-never land. And this year you can see him emerging as the team leader. He's definitely one of the hardest workers on the team, so you we're suggest, excited. You suggested last year that with counseling, we might see the allegations against him differently. So your leader, do you think that's the case if you asked him? No, I mean, he, he spends a lot of time in counseling, and I, I leave all that to the professionals. I mean, he, his counselor evidently is, 
he's grown really close to, and I think he has learned. He's, he has said over and over, I have learned so much, and hopefully he'll continue to grow through that process. Do you consider this kind of like the first official year of the Watson era with the team? Yeah, that's probably fair to say, Tony. I mean, last year was tough, right? It was tough on all of us. And Deshaun was certainly the toughest on him, tough on our coaching staff, tough on our players. Big adjustment between Jacoby and Deshaun. So I think that's fair to say. Jimmy, Might be the first time we've agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the roster is loaded with talent. You guys have made a massive investment into this team. Is this kind of a now or never year? You know, I think, I think Mary Kay asked me the same question at the spring meetings. I think it's really dangerous to say now or never. The NFL is unbelievably competitive. And our division, I mean, just Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, us, is, most people think it's the toughest division. So do we feel the best about our roster as we have going into this year? I think Andrew and Paul and Kevin have done a great job. We do. Are we excited about this year? Yes. To say it's now or never, I think would be grossly unfair. But we're excited about the year. How do you, how do you feel like your relationship with Andrew and, and, and Kevin have grown over these last three plus years? Well, I think, you know, relationships take time, right? And so we now, we're now we now entering our fourth year, and so that, that's a positive. And I'll be honest, what we went through last year and really the whole Deshaun decision-making process and then working through was going to be what was the punishment going to be and then working through that was difficult and I think as a team when you go through something like that you either become stronger and closer or you splinter apart and I could definitely say with us it's important. Is there a dividing line where uh, one side is a reasonable expectation and the other side is not acceptable this year? Here's what I would say is in I think you all know Andrew and Kevin pretty well. We obviously know better because we work with them every day and work with them closely. They have incredibly high expectations for themselves, and I'm comfortable with their expectations of themselves. I really am. I mean, th these guys are winners. They've been winners before. They've done well in everything they've done. They expect to do well. Our assistant coaches expect to do well. Our players expect to do well, and we'll leave it at that. Doing well can be, not necessarily mean the playoffs. I'm not going to go there, Tony. I'm not going to. It's just that's not it. That's not fair to anybody. Can do. It could be extremely extenuating circumstances. I just say we're all excited about this year. But can you, or and how do you take the record out of the equation when you evaluate? You know, the record will come into play for. It's and it's not just Kevin or Andrew or Paul. It's us too. The record will come into play at some point in time. How much you weighed it? I, I wouldn't want to say. I mean, we playing well at the end of the year. Did we have injuries? You know, how do we feel about our momentum? You know, it's. I was sitting here thinking the other day. It's what is it? Six and a half weeks till our first game, and our last game something like January 10th. Our last regular season game. We hope to play after that. It's a long, long season. Okay, long, long season. Jimmy, how did you decide to come back with Kevin? You had back-to-back losing seasons. And it, also, it was no. It was uh, an easy uh, decision. The other part there. Uh, you, know, uh, you did change both coordinators. You would change two of the three quarters, yeah, yeah. Um, it was an easy decision. There was never a thought not to bring Kevin back. We, okay, we like him. Well, I just I think he's a good coach, and I mean he proved it in the first year. You know, did a tremendous job. Second year, you know, we had some bumps and bruises with Baker and his injury, et cetera. And last year was just it was difficult. I mean, I, you all have been here two days now. And I, it's you, listen. I'm not saying things are easy. They're not, Terry. You've been around this a long time, but. Um, we're in a much better position just overall than we were last year. Jimmy, with the roster, um, this being the best roster that you guys have ever had under ownership tenure, um, probably the best coaching staff from top to bottom. Doesn't it stand to reason that expectations would be greater if the bar would be set a little bit higher for, for this season? Uh, absolutely. I'm not saying the expectations aren't <laughs> high. I'm just not going to draw a line for you guys what they are. I mean, they're high. They're All of us have high expectations. I mean, Everybody that works for the Browns that's here has high expectations today. Okay? Where do you think Sam is standing? Where do you think Sam is standing? We're really working hard with the city um, and the county and the state to work out a plan to continue to um, develop and remodel our stadium on the lakefront. So we're working through it. I mean, it's really complex, really hard, a lot of details. Um, and we look forward to continuing our conversations with the city on how we how we develop the lakefront. We think we're an integral part of the lakefront, a uh, really important part, and, and we want to be part of the process. The state funding uh, for the land bridge that you guys would like to see built, 
got, got taken out this time around. Uh, how does that project affect your calculus in regards to the stadium because you want to develop around it? And would you still be open to building a new stadium on an alternate site if that doesn't come together? Yeah, I mean, I, I think number one, we want to continue to have the conversations about how we remodel the stadium and stay vibrant on the lakefront. We think it's really critical for the community. The lakefront is just an important process. Outside of us, the lakefront in Cleveland has to be developed. You need a vibrant city. That's a really important part of, of who Cleveland should be. And I think the connection bridge needs to happen. Regardless of what happens with our stadium, that has to happen. So right now, a new stadium just is not in the process. I mean, I think, I, think it's in, I think it's premature to say that because we're really focused on staying on the um, in downtown on the lakefront, but you know, I can't predict it's going to happen because it's really complex. Sure. I would say this. Let me just say one thing. You said it well. Is um, these are big, complex projects, okay? And they're going to be a public-private partnership, okay? And getting that right is not easy. We do have experience from having done it down in Columbus, okay? And did it quickly, and that was not easy. It was done during COVID, etc. But you know, brand new stadium, sell out every game, All-Star game there. Uh, there's going to be substantial uh, multifamily retail and office development around it. That's ended up being a win. These things take time. The, the only thing DNI would say for sure is we're not leaving Northeastern Ohio. Okay, that's for sure. Our preference is to be on the lakefront, but you got to see how things play out. And this will it will be fluid, and there will be bumps on the road, and it may be different in three months than it is now, Daryl. I will say this. Dave Jenkins, Ted Taiwong from our business legal side speak almost daily, weekly for sure, with the mayor, the county mayor, lieutenant governor, governor. We are all talking to them on a regular basis. And I would, I would think, I would say that, you know, we are great partners in uh, Columbus with the city, county, and state. And I think that's our goal here, too, is how can we be great partners working with them. In terms of the uh, lakefront development, uh, was it discouraging that this I don't I don't even know I don't even know listen no. when you work through a public process it's by nature and probably good that it's messy okay it's just going to be that way there's going to be bumps and bruises and it's going to take some time and you know we have some time the important thing is to get it right I think it helps some, but I, th I mean, you've been here, Mary Kay, longer than we have. I mean, we have unbelievable fans. The support to the Browns is tremendous, and I think it really comes down to dollars and cents, the, the, like a lot of decisions. The city of Cleveland bears a tremendous burden because you play in their building, so they're, by terms of the lease, they're responsible for that building. Um, is there consideration to maybe somehow find a way, because it is a regional team, you know, it is a region, to find maybe an alternate way of regionalizing that public-private partnership rather than just leaning solely on the city of Cleveland? And what do you mean by that? Uh, as far as, you know, uh, helping with the, you know, the financial costs of whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, the... the you know, I think you know this, but it's not just the city, okay? And, and you know, the city of Cleveland's a smaller entity, obviously than Cuyahoga County and certainly than the state of Ohio. So um, I think it starts with the city, but we spent plenty of time talking to the new county mayor and lots of time talking to the lieutenant governor and governor. So there has to be three different funding sources, and that's the way it worked in our stadium in Columbus. Jimmy, the, how have you, you know, getting back to Deshaun a little bit, how have you guys worked to kind of, maybe grow closer to him, you know, learn more about him beyond what you knew about him a year ago, you know, when, when you were first acquired? You know, I think, I mean, look, we care about all our players and, and, and not just how well they do on the field, but, you know, how they do off the field and, and how, how they feel about their personal lives. And we try to get to know all the players. I mean, there there's a limit to how much we, time we spend with them, but Deshaun is, you know, an integral part of the team. Uh, we do talk to him on a regular basis, but again, 
We like to talk to all our players. We like to be part of the conversation. They're, think, they're really good men. With him being in what he said, the good headspace and you guys saying you've seen such development on the field, do you feel like he's ready to meet the expectations that come with the trade and the contract? It's probably a better question for Kevin. You know, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Somebody asked how Deshaun's doing so far, and I said, well, in the NFL, when you're just throwing on air, you better hit every pass right now. <laughs> You've got a major problem. So I think so far, so good. That's probably a much better question for Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. You guys talk about the, uh, the long-term and you know, being patient for a long year, right? But for you, how much have you guys learned to value patience in terms of the product and maybe the people? Is that something that you guys have... I think Jimmy's really learned more patience. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think being patient is, is very much part of the process. But, you know, you still have your expectations in there, and, and you can't help but, but really have these, these expectations of the team. So, I, I mean, being patient, obviously, is keeping everybody together has been really important for the development of this team. I'm highly confident. I really do. I think he's a. I mean, you, being a head coach in the NFL is hard because generally you have a specialty, and Kevin's specialty is offense, quarterbacks, calling plays, etc. Um, but you also have to be a leader of men, and I think he's really good at both. And I don't, I don't want to be negative toward their, their predecessors, but I think Jim Schwartz and Bubba Tron are going to be big helps to us. I, I do. I mean, they have great track records. We Bubba was here as a player, Mary Kay, when we first bought the team. We've known him a long time. We've interviewed Schwartz to be a defensive coordinator, a head coach. He actually lived in Nashville for a while, somebody we've known well. So I think both of them are going to help not just Kevin, but help our team a lot. And we're excited to have them both here. What's your reaction to, more? to the reaction to the White House? Yeah, I'll defer to D and JW, the experts yeah, yeah. on that. They're the creative ones. I, you know, like the white helmets. I think it's really going to be, you know, a nice moment for the team. I don't really focus on um, worrying about other than that. That I think it's going to be a great look. At the end of there's going to be a celebration for Jim Brown next week down in Canton. Are there any plans for Chandler then during the season at the stadium? Yes, I mean we we will definitely do some kind of something in Cleveland to honor Jim Brown and the commitment he has is one of the greatest players of all time, of course. Yeah, yeah, and, yes. yeah and I, actually, we, we wanted to do something right after Jim died and for a variety of reasons, schedules, everybody, Monique wasn't quite ready, it got put off, but I can't really think of a better way to do it than do it in Canton, you know, whether Jim played or Jim Brown's definitely the greatest Brown of all time and arguably the greatest NFL to do it in Canton. A lot of the gold jackets will be there. I think is appropriate to honor his legacy. So we're actually, it's the NFL, uh, it's the Hall of Fame, and the Cleveland Browns doing it, and we're honored to be part of that. And, what, it's, and it's appropriate time to do it that way. What have you seen, you've been working with Andrew Berry for a long time. What have you seen from him uh, just over the years and also going through the whole Deshaun in terms of, I guess it's an open-ended question. I, what? Um, this is what I would say about Andrew. I have to remind myself that he's younger than all our children, Terry, because you know he's one of those. We all know people. You wonder, were they ever a kid? And and Andrew is um, mature beyond his years. He's very bright. He's extremely conscientious. Um, he's all about growing and how do I get better and. He is relentless too. I mean, I see it when, when he goes after something, whether it's negotiating a contract or trying to get a player, uh, and not just Deshaun level, lower level players. And I think he's gonna be a really, really good GM. Here again, he's entering his fourth year. What is, what is AB, 36? He's 36 years old. And I think he's gonna be really good. And what have you seen too then, when you talk about, remember the pastor's internal discord and this kind of stuff that we'll encourage you guys to with uh, Deep Podesta and, and Barry? And we have, listen, If there needs to be some tension, right? Yeah. And this is hard and there's pressure and we want to win. So I'm sure there's days they go home thinking, God, I hope I never have to talk. I don't want to talk to him again about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's life. But I think the three of them work together extremely well and they're all, they're all about winning. They're not about themselves. And as long as you're that way, we're going to be good. So I, I feel 
you know, the proof's in the pudding. We'll see this year for all the entire organization. But we're excited about the organization, the team, and where we're headed. Well, along those lines, I mean, you've had the same DM for four years, the same coach for four years. It seems like you have your franchise quarterback. Is this the most stable things that felt for you guys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you guys have been around. You've seen a lot. Uh, yes. What's the market like uh, for naming rights? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, so we're, we're, we're in the market. We're in the market. And here again, Dave Jenkins and his team are working on that as we speak. I, I have no idea how quickly or not so quickly we're going to go, but excited about this, about seeing who our new partner will be. Can you summarize how you guys feel about, you know, Hall of Fame coming up, Joe going in, and the game, and the big weekend that you guys have? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we are so excited for Joe Thomas. I mean, this is um, obviously well-deserved, uh, represents our team. You know, just such a, a great player, great man. Um, so we're excited to be part of the festivities and to honor him. It will. It, I, he is so excited about it. So it's good. It's it's fun to watch somebody be so proud and so excited about it. Yeah, and to do it right in our backyard, where a lot of our fans can go, and you all probably all have been. It's a cool ceremony, and you think about that whole that whole time period. We have the Jim Brown ceremony on Thursday. We play Thursday night. Joe gets inducted on Saturday. You're having a party for him Saturday night. It'll be a great weekend. I think the and we Dee and I told him is I think I think what says the most about Joe Thomas is who's presenting him for the award, and it's his family, and that's just about as cool as it gets. I think because you know Joe has been around a lot of great players, coaches, etc. He could have picked anybody to pick his family. I think it says a lot. So uh, Cleveland Brown forever, and good for him. Well deserved. Jimmy, what's uh, here? Jimmy, what's been like in the last few months? Uh, well, when the first game of the playoffs, your star player goes down in 30 seconds. That's not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it's been interesting and learn. It's been a good learning experience. We did not know very much about the NBA and um, excited about our partnership and excited about our team. You know, it's your key players got to stay healthy at the end of the year. And unfortunately, we caught a bad break. But excited about our new coach and our organization. Thank you, guys. Good to see you all. Thank you. That's going to do it for day three from the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Like and subscribe today to the Cleveland Browns Daily and more podcasts. Within that podcast, you will find every episode of From the Podium. You can also check out all the latest from the Greenbrier here in West Virginia. ClevelandBrowns.com, the Browns mobile app, YouTube.com slash Browns and on all of the Browns' social media channels. We are back with you on Tuesday, final day of workouts before the first day off of Training Camp 2023. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for listening to From the Podium. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.